Welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Jory. Man, the Lord is amazing. That's all I can say. He's amazing. And I hope that tonight you are in the Lord's hands. I hope that you've made him the Lord of your life and you have chosen to walk the narrow road. Tonight here on The Last Trump, we're going to be in the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. So if you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn there. Here in The Last Trump each and every week, we're studying Bible prophecy. And we've been studying for months, I'd say, the book of Revelation And we're getting up down, we're getting now to the end of that great prophetic book. And I believe it's been a blessing to so many of you. But in all of the 22 chapters of the book of Revelation, there is nothing quite like what we're about to read, what we're about to study. The book of Revelation is exactly as prescribed. It is the greatest truth that mankind has ever heard outside of Jesus Christ and the cross. And of course, these 22 chapters are talking about the future of the planet Earth, what God is going to do in the last days. And and really, when we say the last days, we're talking about all the way up to the new heavens and the new Earth, and we could even say up to the millennial reign. And if you are someone that has not studied Bible prophecy, let me just help you to understand tonight where we are. We are coming up to the end of the dispensation of grace. It's been nearly 2,000 years. We believe, I personally believe, that the cross event when Jesus died on Calvary was in 30 AD. I also believe that there is 2,000 years of the church age before the Lord raptures his bride. Now, there is much debate on this in terms of will it be seven years short of 2,000 or will it be a complete 2,000 years? And no one really knows for sure, but let me say this. What we do know is the millennial reign, which will follow the second coming of Jesus Christ, we know that that will be exactly 1,000 years. How do we know that? Because in Revelation chapter 20, the Bible gives us the exact years of the kingdom age. The millennial reign of Christ is uh, is the kingdom age. And that is when Satan will be cast into the bottomless pit. And we'll have no tempter for a thousand years. The Bible says that in Revelation 20, verse 1, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. And he bound him a thousand years, and he cast him into the bottomless pit. And he shut him up and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. In this 1,000-year period called the kingdom age, 
Jesus Christ will rule and reign from Jerusalem. There will be a millennial temple which he will reign from. And the nations of the world will come to Jerusalem to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It will be, the kingdom age will be as it should have been, life should have been had Adam and Eve never sinned. Now, what precedes Revelation chapter 20, and this right now is in chronological order. The book of Revelation moves through these 22 chapters in chronological order. There are chapters or times in the book of Revelation where we will have what's called a parenthetical uh, chapter or a parenthetical uh, paragraph where it won't be in chronological order. But we started, and let me say this, most of the book of Revelation is in chronological order. We started in the book of Revelation with the message to the seven churches. Then we saw John raptured up into the third heaven. We believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, and we've studied that, we've taught that here on the last trump. And then we believe what John saw from heaven is what's coming very soon. It's called the tribulation. Seven years, 84 months, and it's going to have two periods, the first three and a half years and the second three and a half years. And it will become tremendously hard to live on this earth. And many will die. One third only of Israel will be left. Two thirds will perish in the tribulation period. The Antichrist will rule. The Antichrist will first come on the scene and deceive. He will bring peace to the Middle East, as no man has been able to do, the Antichrist will be able to do it. He will be charismatic. He will have powers, the Bible says, to even perform miracles. And most of the world will be deceived until about the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. And at that point, Israel, the Jewish people, will know that they have been fooled. And At that time, he will cause great persecution among Israel, among the Jewish people. And the only thing that will save Israel in the end of the seven years, and it will look like, friend, they're going to be completely destroyed, completely annihilated. What Hitler, Haman, Herod could not do, it will look like this man, the son of perdition, the Bible calls him the Antichrist, it will look like he is going to achieve the mission of Satan to destroy every last Jewish person. And there will be a rescue. And tonight we're going to study that rescue. It's found in the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. And I want to read this starting with the first verse, and it says, after these things, what does it mean? This is pertaining to the book of Revelation, the the tribulation up to that point. We studied mystical Babylon, literal Babylon being destroyed in chapter 18. Mystical Babylon, the religions of the world in all the false religions in Revelation 17. And now he makes this statement, 
And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. I want to tell you tonight in heaven, there is great worship and praise. The first 30 minutes of this broadcast tonight was praise. It was worship. And that's what you're going to experience when you get to glory. You're going to experience worship like you've never heard before. I hope you like to worship God because that's what we're going to do with the heavenly choruses. It's going to be amazing. Verse 2 says, For true and righteous are his judgments, for he has judged the great whore. And we have studied that. That is, of course, speaking of Babylon, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. What does that mean? Every religion of the world that there has ever been that has not preached Christ and him crucified as the answer for man's sinful dilemma is considered spiritual fornication. Any religion, false, all the false religions, I should say, are all classified by God, not by me, not by man, but by God as spiritual fornication. God calls them the great whore because they have pulled people into a false way. And the Bible says, for he has judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Can I say this? Almost all of the persecution against believers in Christ, true saints of God, have always come mostly not always, but mostly from apostate religion. It goes all the way back to Cain when he killed his brother Abel. And it's, it's jealousy. Jealousy is in the church. Jealousy is, uh, it's a pride that does not want to acknowledge their sin. And, and Satan's got, he's got a false religion of every kind and color for man to his ears to be tickled, for man to feel comfortable. The message of the cross, though, is the only message that will set the captive free. And Revelation 19.3 says, and again, they said, hallelujah, hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. Friend, there is a judgment coming on every false religion that has not stood for, by grace, are we saved through faith. And God's going to judge everyone that has preached or taught an erroneous gospel, added to the cross, told people they had to be something or do something to be saved. No, we must just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of our sins, and we shall be saved. And verse 4 says, And the four and twenty-four elders, the four and twenty elders, and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God who sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. This is what heaven is going to be. It's going to be the greatest praise and worship 
you could ever imagine. Verse 5, and a voice came out of the throne saying, praise our God, all you his servants and you who fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were a voice of a great multitude. And as, of, as the voice of many waters and as the voice of many thundering saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And what that word omnipotent means, he is all powerful. Satan does not reign. Our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, he reigns. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. And he is omniscient. He is all knowing. And all of heaven rejoices in our Savior and our God. And verse 7 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints And he said unto me, right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see, you do do it not. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who has the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, what you're seeing here is just so, so important. It beggars description. You ask me, what is the marriage supper of the Lamb? This is when all the saints of all the ages come together to sit with King Jesus. He calls us his wife, like a marriage, and that's really what the spiritual union is when you become born again. I know that might be a little strange for some of the men out there, but when you understand it spiritually, it's not. We are married to Christ, spiritually speaking. He is the heavenly bridegroom. And this supper, as the Bible calls it, is the marriage supper. And this is taking place in heaven right before we come back with Jesus Christ to save Israel from the Antichrist and the wicked nations that have thrown in their lot to try to destroy the Jewish people one last time. And this marriage supper, John sees it. And the word here, the marriage supper of the Lamb, the Lamb speaking of what Jesus Christ did on Calvary's cross. Tonight, I'm I'm here to tell you only the cross can save you. Only the cross can save you from the coming tribulation. If you want to go in the rapture, if you want to be spared these seven years of the worst time to ever be on the earth, you must accept the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world. He was slain on that cross for your sins, for my sins. And God will not allow you into heaven tonight, friend. He will not allow anyone into his heaven that does not believe in the sacrifice of Christ, what Jesus did on Calvary. And you must believe that Jesus is God. He is God. And it says it right here that John wanted to fall down because the revelation was so big, but the servant said, do not fall down at my 
feet, but only worship God. Only worship Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh, Emmanuel. And the testimony of Jesus, the Bible says, is the spirit of prophecy. What is the testimony of Jesus? It's his atoning work, what he did on the cross. And every prophecy of the Old Testament points to the coming of the Messiah and the second coming of the Messiah. Can I say this to you tonight? It's all about Jesus. Our churches should be all about him, the worship, the praise, about what he did on Calvary's cross, God, Emmanuel. And yes, God is a triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We worship one God in three persons. And God the Father sent his son to die on that cross so we could be saved. And then we come to this incredible verse in the, in the uh, 11th verse of Revelation 19, and I saw heaven open. Now, do you see this? This now is the moment of all moments. In all of the Bible, there is no moment like the second coming of Jesus Christ. I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat upon him is called faithful and true and in righteousness he does judge and make war. Listen, friend, he came the first time as a suffering lamb, but he's not coming back to be beaten upon, to be spit upon, to be laughed at, lampooned. He is coming back to judge the nations. He is coming back on a war horse. He's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah, and he is going to judge and make war with the nations that have turned against him. The Bible says in verse 12, his eyes were a flame of fire, and this is speaking symbolically. He, they represent judgment. And on his head were many crowns. This is representing who he is. He is king of kings and lord of lords. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Do you see the cross here? When Jesus comes back, the whole world's going to know who he is. That he is Jesus of Nazareth who went to Calvary and shed his blood. And those that have rejected that blood, he's going to judge. And it says, and his name is called the word of God. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? We hold in our hand the Bible. I'm reading the word of God. Jesus is called the word of God. That's why we study the Bible, that we might know the truth. We might know Jesus. And verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. Who are these armies that he's speaking about friend this is every saint of god every born again believer from all the ages we are going to ride with king jesus on white horses you might say well i don't believe it well i'm telling you everything in the bible has either come true or it's going to come true you can take it to the bank you can you you can believe what you want to believe, but I'm believing that Jesus Christ is going to come back and we're going to be riding with him on white horses. And what are we doing? We're riding right into Jerusalem. Can you imagine? The whole world's going to see this. The, the networks are going to film this. 
And, and, and the Bible says that these armies, which are in heaven, white, riding on these white horses, are going to be clothed in white linen, fine, white, and clean linen. That's what you and me, if you're born again tonight, that's what we're going to be wearing. And it speaks of the purity and the cleansing of what Jesus has done in our lives. The righteousness of God is Jesus. I have no righteousness of my own. But when you come to Jesus, the righteousness of God comes into your life. And verse 15 says, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he shall smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. He, we are going to come right back into the battle of Armageddon. And what you are seeing right now take place in the Middle East is a setup. It's a setup. There's going to be one day a war that's greater than any war this world has ever seen. It will be good against evil. And the Antichrist will be leading the evil. What we are seeing in the Middle East right now is a preparation. And it might, you know, it might go a little bit slower than maybe you or I think. But let me tell you, it is moving progressively. This war that you're seeing in the Middle East is going to get worse and worse. Like I said, it may, it's, may settle down for a little bit, but then it'll pick up. And it's going to get so bad that only this Antichrist man can come. And he'll come riding on a white horse symbolically speaking revelation six you say well i don't understand satan disguises himself as an angel of light he'll come as a man of peace but he's no man of peace listen don't look for a a ruler don't look for man to save you from this wicked world Jesus Christ is going to rapture his bride. He's going to take us out of this earth. And seven years later, approximately, he's going to, we're going to come back with him. What am I trying to say? The only answer for Israel is Jesus the Messiah. The only answer for you and I tonight is Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, and he, he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And let me just assure you, Jesus isn't coming back with tattoos. They are written on his garment. Somebody said the other day, Jesus has tattoos because it's written on his thighs, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Friend, that is foolishness. Leviticus 19.28 says, we are not to mark our bodies. We are not to put tattoos on our bodies. Those of us who are saved, our bodies don't belong to us. They, they, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Jewish people couldn't mark the temple. They couldn't spray paint graffiti on the temple walls. That would, they would have been stoned for that. We are not to mark your, your, your bodies. But when Jesus comes back, we're coming back in white linen, and he's coming back on his vesture is written, and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls who fly in the midst, come and gather yourself together unto the supper 
of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, and the, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses and of them who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free, bond, both small and great. What is God saying? He's going to judge the nations. There's going to be a great battle, and the Lord is going to defeat these evil nations of the world. You know, this may not be the Jesus you were brought up with. This may not be, you You might think of Jesus as always loving and always, you know, kind. And he is all that. But he also is the judge. And he judges sin and rebellion. And tonight, as you look at these scriptures in Revelation 19, understand this is coming very soon. I believe in our lifetime, we're going to see the, the, the rapture of the church. The world is going to see the seven years of trouble like it's never seen before. It's going to be heading right into the battle of Armageddon, and then Jesus is going to come. Are you ready? The only way to escape the judgment of God is to know Jesus and to make him the Lord of your life. And tonight, I want to pray with you as we go off the air. If you're not right with God, If you're in a false religion right now, I want you to pray with me and repent and just say this to God, dear heavenly father, just say it out loud. I come to you in Jesus name and I ask you to forgive me. I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world and I receive him into my life and I surrender my life right now to Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it and you have made a commitment to surrender to Jesus and live for him, you know what? You don't have to fear the judgment. He's going to take you home on that great, glorious rapture day. If you prayed with me tonight, I want you to call the operators at Joshua Revolution, the number to call 716-229-8000. That's the local number, 716-229-8000. Or out of Buffalo, you're up in Canada, 1-888-444-2920. Go to your phone. Hey, stay with us. Coming up right now, Cross-Eyed Radio coming up next. You have been listening to The Last Trump, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If The Last Trump has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you. If you would like to support The Last Trump financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923. Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers, and remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.